This is Aruna Krishnan. On this episode of Lead That Thing, I talk to Brenda Campbell, CEO of Secure Futures, a nonprofit that helps inner city teens with financial literacy and mentoring. Okay, so I think we started our conversation and uh, we got as far as you telling me <clears throat> that the founder was someone that he hired you on to, uh, to, as the CEO to take on responsibilities. So let's start there. Tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, so that's Floyd Levine. And back in 2006, we were introduced by a mutual contact. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a, one of those, it, it, there's so many points in the history of this organization where it just feels like something happened, uh, you know, because of a higher power. They're mm-hmm. just, you know, there so many times. And this was actually the first of those. So I was uh, working in a job. Um, I would get this like nice little tap on the handle. Good job, Brenda. That sounds great. But let's think about that again next year when we get the new budget. Oh, wow. But this like, we have kids like out on the streets today. Right. That are not being cared for because our system is not working. And I was just, you know, and really feeling like, I would not make a difference in this organization. And mm-hmm. I'm telling this to that mutual contact that knows mm-hmm. both Floyd and me. Yeah. And actually, you know, he had gone to Milwaukee Public Schools with a mm-hmm. proposal to start this organization. And that's the person he met with. Okay. So I'm telling her, like, I don't think I'll ever make a difference in this organization. I, I need to leave. Mm-hmm. And she said, make a difference. And the funny thing is, we're called Secure Futures now, but the organization was founded with the name Make a Difference Wisconsin. Okay. So yeah. she said, Make a Difference. I just met uh-huh. this man. He's trying to start this nonprofit. Yeah. You know, you should call him. And I yeah. said, Wait a second. Now, why? Like, what? what's the mission? What are yeah. they trying to do? Right. And she said, Well, it's, it's all about financial education. Mm-hmm. Said, financial education? Like, yeah. I don't know anything about financial right. And she's like, no, 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 you would be leading his nonprofit. And mm-hmm. I said, leading a nonprofit? <laughs> right, right. And right. I called him anyway, and yeah. I, I heard his idea. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he had an idea, but he didn't have a clue how to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, in my background was program development. Right, right. So, perfect. Um, it, was a, it was just the perfect match. Yeah. And, um, and that's really how we got started. So yeah, he me and I got the program launched. Yeah. So two things I heard there that I, I wanted to dig deeper was the first thing is the word make a difference. I think all of us going through life, we want to find that thing that we really want to feel like we make a difference and we can add value and we have that strength. I guess the word that goes around today is ikigai. I don't know if you've heard that term. Like your ikigai no. kind of me, means like your life purpose or like what you're here to do. So that make a difference is it's very powerful, you know, and I, I'm sure having those challenges in the corporate workplace, it can be very frustrating. And I, I want to I want to get a little bit more insight in that because I know we all go through those frustrations where we feel like we have these great ideas, but we get this wall put in front of us. So maybe give me one example of where you broke through it and how you broke through it. And then to an example, how you didn't. You know, I I think one of the things that I learned 
um, because this was the first time I was in a leadership role, you know, it's first time me being the CEO of an organization. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, I had a little bit of that imposter syndrome. You know, and, and, and I second guessed myself yeah. way too much. Yeah. And what I ended up learning was that my gut instincts were spot on. Mm-hmm. And I just did what I felt like was right. It mm-hmm. wasn't the right thing, but I allowed myself to, you know, to second guess that so often. And then I would find myself moving down a path that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And I'd turn around and back up and, and go the other way. Mm-hmm. And it was probably like two or three years into the organization where I really started to trust my own instincts and, you know, and found a way, you know, I, I had, um, in the nonprofit world, there's a term called founder syndrome, mm-hmm. it's basically where the person that founded the organization just can't let go, mm-hmm. even though that's the best thing for the right. organization. Right. And we had that in a big way with Lloyd. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there was, a, you know, at some points there was some tension. And, and I think it was some healthy tension because Lloyd was very much focused on, you know, quantity. Big mm-hmm. numbers. Let's serve mm-hmm. every kid in the state and and, yeah. and have you know this expansive reach. And you know, I'm a social worker. Like my my big desire was to change lives, mm-hmm. like to really make a difference in people's lives. Mm-hmm. So I didn't care as much about the big numbers, but about doing something programmatically mm-hmm. that would shift the you know the whole situation for for a team for their whole future. And mm-hmm. so we have this tension of, you know, sort of depth versus breadth, depth versus breadth. Mm-hmm. And we made a decision that our strategic plan would be equally devoted to depth and breadth. So okay. we continue to expand geographically, mm-hmm. but we could also develop programming that could go deeper and mm-hmm. could truly change lives. I really, really expected I'll be there three years. Yeah. I'm take this guy's proposal, launch this thing, and mm-hmm. then I'll move on. Mm-hmm. And it was like that, that process that we got to where I had permission then to really build something that focused on depth, mm-hmm. where that spoke to my heart and spoke yeah. to my passion. And, right. you know, now it's 14 years later and I'm still there. Right. And it's because we have been so success, successful in building that depth path. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and now we're even on to something new with a whole, the creating a whole nother program mm-hmm. and really getting into the, you know, the FinTech area and the mm-hmm. innovative area. So um, there's, there's been a reason for me to stay. Yeah. When yeah. you came in, did uh, the company already have like, okay, we know who we are, we're going to like our clients are, or was that something that you have to go and say, Hey, look, this is who we are and we want to help you. Like, what was that process of bringing on people onto your programs? Yeah. So when, when Lloyd hired me, I mean, he had nothing, right. I was mm-hmm. the first and only staff for, for, the, yeah. for that period. Um, he had no office. He had mm-hmm. no computers. I mean, he had nothing. Yeah. So we were really starting from scratch, but what he did have was he had a conversation with the head of Milwaukee's public school. Mm-hmm. And then, and he had buy-in from that superintendent. 
Mm-hmm. So that was really our first school partner was Milwaukee Public Schools. Mm-hmm. Now I had to go in and figure out who the players were and how to get their attention. Mm-hmm. And I mean, our program is delivered by business community volunteers. So I had to develop a system to recruit, train, and manage those volunteers mm-hmm. so that we get this done. And obviously, we were also creating a curriculum. So Lloyd came in with the curriculum, but it really wasn't appropriate for teens. Mm -hmm. So we worked with MPS teachers to help us really craft Mm -hmm. that so that it was appropriate for the urban student. Mm -hmm. And so anything that happened in, you know, in that startup phase happened because I made it happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's something I learned too, is like, you know, there's, there's all these people that say they want to help, yeah. but at the end of the day, the buck stops here. So, you know, right. it, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Because accountable. You, yeah. Ultimately and, you're accountable for what you give out. Right. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I knew nothing at all about fundraising. Mm-hmm. We are a nonprofit. So I yeah. had to go and find experts. And I think that's really where, where my strength lies is the ability to find people mm-hmm. who have that expertise yeah. and ask for help. And I was just astounded by the people who were willing to, you know, have coffee or lunch with me and share their, their experience and their knowledge and mm-hmm. sometimes even their connections. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, I, I think it, it really, truly comes down to that flexibility. It's like you, you don't have that in a big government mm. organization. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, and, and the, the other thing that we, we do very well at Secure Futures is we use the feedback that we get from students and teachers and volunteers to inform the development of our, our content and curriculum. Mm-hmm. So everything is very, you know, it's, it's, it's data informed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was something that I was always frustrated with in the government sector. It's like, they don't really care what people think. It's like, yeah. Way that we do it, and right. And oh, yeah. You're not going to change it just because somebody somebody doesn't want. <laughs> so uh, th- that sounds like a resistance to address culture, right? I mean, that's you see that in a lot of organizations. Like this is our culture, and this is how we're going to be, no matter what's changing around us. Like there are some organizations that are just that way. It's not Which, for it's not for their in their best interest, basically, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, and, uh, and and the difference in yours is you you will probably constantly keep changing based on the needs of uh, needs of who your customers or the people that you're serving and uh, and the climate yeah. and the climate too, right? I mean, yeah. like, let's talk about what's happening right now. There's a lot of social unrest, and and your the people that you're serving are caught up in that, and you kind of have to look inside. And, tell me if I'm right or wrong, you kind of have to look inside and see like as a, as an organization, what can we do? Like, tell me how, how have you been responding to some of the social unrest? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting that you asked that too, because we're, we're contemplating right now, like we're in a unique position and, and, and I, you know, I very much appreciate the fact that we have a platform mm-hmm. to be using. Mm-hmm. And so we have, the ear of the financial sector in a way that a lot of nonprofits wouldn't have because mm-hmm. that's who supports us and that's who gets involved with financial education. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the I feel like the right thing to do is to speak up. You know, right now 
you know, we're at a time when my my post after the the George Floyd murder was, um, you know, Mr. Floyd no longer has his voice, but mm -hmm. I have mine. Yeah. And this must stop. Yeah. And I think then I said, white silence equals white consent. Um, and so, you know, that was my post, and that was that was a personal post of mine mm -hmm. on Facebook, but. One of my African American colleagues said she saw that post that day, and she just she just knew she was in the right place. She yeah. Was like, like if I had a leader who isn't willing to speak up, then I don't know that that's where I want to work. Mm -hmm. um, we ended up having we're a staff of twelve, and and three three of my colleagues are African American, and um, so they were willing to share like just how this has impacted them personally, because I think there's, you know, there are people that have a very personal reaction to what happened. And then there's some of us that are more like observing from the right, outside. right. And, and we had a conversation where uh, I, I can tell you, like, I've never seen a conversation like that in any organization I've ever been in before, mm -hmm. where there was so much, you know, willingness to really share your, your feelings and, and take, you know, trust each other to mm -hmm. listen and and um you know really take that in and we made a commitment to each other that we want to listen and learn and grow together mm -hmm. but then also use our platform at secure futures to help others do the same mm -hmm. i'm seeing something really unique in this in, you know right now it, just, it feels like there's there's an openness to this yeah that I've never seen before. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'm afraid if we don't if we yeah. don't leverage that now, yeah. Away and right. So right. you know, I wanna be a strong voice mm -hmm. now yeah. and, and use that platform and, and even to the point where I might risk losing some supporters. You know? you know, I think this this message is great to put out there, and maybe for uh, it may inspire other people to look to see, like, okay, these are areas that need help, and maybe they'll come to you, or maybe you know you can mentor other people to say that these are the things we're doing because we need more of that, right? We need more yeah. of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I thank you so much, Brenda. Awesome. Yeah, and you have a good day. Me too. Thank okay, you. take care.